are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 71. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Murphy, and this is Yoga Boss. How are you guys doing? I hope you've had a wonderful week and happy Friday if you're listening on the day that this comes out. You could be listening really any day of any year because these are always up there. (laughs) But whatever day it is, I hope you're having a good one. I want you to know that the Yoga Boss group program is the best. If I don't tell you, who will? Um, no, I'm I'm joking, but I'm also not joking. I am really loving this first group of teachers and studio owners that are in the Yoga Boss group program. They are already just blowing it out of the water, and it's been like three weeks. Um, it's incredible. So if you are interested in the Yoga Boss group program and if you want to be a part of the next group, make sure you head over to my website and click on the work with me tab and you can learn more about that yoga boss group program and even early apply if you know for sure that it is meant for you and truly it is meant for you if you are certain that you want a thriving profitable business in the yoga industry and that you're ready to do the work you're ready to show up. There is a big difference between hiring a consultant, hiring a contractor, and hiring a coach. So a consultant is going to tell you, here's the strategy, go implement it. I've decided that this is what's best for your business. A contractor is going to do the work for you, and a coach is going to teach you how to think and become the CEO of your own business. So I do not do the work for you. And this means that like, I'm not going to be writing your posts for you. I'm not going to be editing your copy or any of that. I also am not a, a consultant. So while I give you my strategy that works, I always teach you that you get to decide whatever strategy is best for your business. So I give you a strategy, I teach you how to implement it, but then I also teach you that you are the CEO. So I coach you so that you up level your thinking so that you don't need me anymore. (laughs) You hire me, but I don't want you to always be like, what would Jackie do? No, I want you to learn how to trust yourself as CEO, trust yourself to love and run your business the way that you want to, that works for your students. And it's really a beautiful thing to watch people step into their power. I'm getting super, super clear that that is my superpower. Like I am very much a portal for people to pull out their own strengths, amplify those strengths, and create a profitable business from them. And I don't know why I have this gift, but I'm very happy that I do. So that is my long-winded way of saying go check out the Yoga Boss group program. It's literally the best thing within the industry to teach you how to have a profitable business for life so that you can just really live the life that you want to live 
serving and impacting your students at the highest level, making the money that you want to make, all of that is possible for you. And my friends, that's not what we're talking about today on the podcast. Today on the podcast, we are talking about your client concept. Now, there is a podcast a few episodes back where I teach you about your self-concept. It's called This Is Who I Am Now. And it teaches you all about how to decide how you want to think about yourself and then live into a self-concept that serves you. So it's going to be similar, but we're talking about your client concept. And I want you to listen to this podcast, especially if you have a hard time selling or if you have a hard time believing in your offer or if you have a hard time getting your students the result that they came to you for. Um, this is going to be key for all three of those things. So definitely, if you've just your ears perked up to one of those, you want to want to make sure that you're taking notes for this podcast or you listen to it multiple times. The analogy that I want to start with and that we'll use throughout this podcast is actually the analogy of dating. And when you think about sales, <laughs> dating is always a great analogy. It's always like the perfect thing to go to because most of us have had the experience of dating and we can really kind of connect our brains in that way to understand how to sell at a higher level. So let's break it down. Your client concept in very short terms, is the way that you think about your clients. It's the thoughts and beliefs that you hold about your clients, your current clients, your future clients, your past clients. And the way that you think about your clients matters. It's incredibly important because it will change the way that you feel about them how you show up for them. It'll dictate what you teach them, what you don't teach them. It'll dictate like even your tone of voice with them. So your client concept is incredibly important. Now, most of us haven't ever taken the time to stop and really consider, okay, what am I thinking about my future clients or future students? I use clients and students interchangeably because I find that yoga teachers also do that. So whatever word works for you, your student concept, your client concept, whatever works best for you. So what do you think currently about your clients? That will tell you what your current client concept is, what you have been thinking about them. Once you know how you have been thinking about them, you want to investigate how those beliefs have impacted the way that you show up, the way that you write to them, the way that you talk to them when you're serving them, the what you sell to them and how you sell to them. It impacts all of that. So let's use the dating example. Let's say that you have, let's say you're dating men, right? But this could work for anybody. But let's say you're dating men and you have the concept of males that there are no good males out there. There's no good guys out there. We've kind of all heard that story before. There's no good guys out there, especially on the apps. They're all just looking for a hookup. They're not nice people. And 
with that concept of what it means to be in the dating world, your concept of how you think about men, you go out and you try and go on dates and you try and go on the apps and find someone to be with. But your brain the whole time believes that there's no good guys out there and they don't really want a relationship and they, they're not the right fit. And then you're trying to go on dates with them. The entire time that you're on the date, your brain is going to be on like high alert for what's wrong with them, why they're a bad guy, how you know they don't want a relationship. And here's what will happen. Your brain will find that evidence for sure. Whatever you ask your brain to look for, it finds. This is confirmation bias, right? It's like when you decide that you want to buy a Volkswagen Beetlebug car, then you see beetle bugs everywhere on the street. It's the same thing that's going to happen when you go on a date with a current concept of there's no good guys out there. Your brain is going to be like, see, that's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. And then what will happen is your friends will start to tell you their stories about their horrible dating experiences and all the bad guys that they've ever met. And then that's the reality that you currently live in. So the way that this shows up in business is very similar, but your client concept might be, they don't really want to pay for this. They don't really want what I have to offer. People won't pay for my offer. It's like trying to go on a date, believing that people don't really want a relationship. Why are you there? What's the point? (laughs) So your client concept might be, people don't want to pay for my offer. Another one that's super common is that, oh, my clients, they just like don't have the money. They can't afford it. Oh, my goodness. What? That client concept really, really will impact the way that you sell and how you sell. Your client concept might also be like, oh, gosh, I just don't really know if they are going to get the result. I don't really know if they're capable. Listen, if you're trying to sell and serve someone that you don't believe is capable, that doesn't have the money to pay and doesn't really want it, that's why your business isn't working. That's why you're not making money. (laughs) It's like trying to go out on a date with someone that you believe doesn't want a relationship, is a bad guy, and definitely won't pick up the bill. (laughs) It's not going to be fun for anybody. So the way that I learned this, and I've shared this story before, is when I first started my business coaching I had the concept, the client concept that number one, yoga teachers didn't want a business. And the reason that I had this concept is because I was constantly thinking about all the yoga teachers who are very happily employed at their studio. There are yoga teachers who don't want a business. That's okay. When I was focused on those yoga teachers who didn't want a business, I wrote post and I was really convincing and really like, you should want a business and building a business is the best thing and studios are bad, rah, rah, rah. I was kind of on a soapbox talking to people who didn't want my offer. And I had this light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, I don't need to convince the people who don't want a business to have a business. What I need to do is turn and talk to the people who already know that entrepreneurship is in their blood. It's in their veins. It's the only thing that they want. And as soon as I turned and I started talking to my people, 
that is when my posts went from like salesy, convincing and needy to like, they were like, oh my God, you're in my brain and I can't believe you said that. And yes, that's so helpful. And yes, that's so valuable. So I had to pivot my client concept. Another client concept that I worked with for a long time that didn't serve me at all was yoga teachers don't have the money to pay for a business coach. And I I came from a, a relationship with scarcity. So that was totally me <laughs> at one point. And I just projected that onto everybody. And I really spent a long time believing that yoga teachers just wouldn't pay for a business coach, that they didn't have the money. And that is true for some yoga teachers, for sure, of course. But what I started to show my brain is like, hey, if yoga teachers can invest thousands of dollars in teacher trainings again and again and again, it kind of proves that they have the money, right? It kind of shows me that they're willing to invest in their business. They're just investing in the wrong place. And I can show them that and I can share that with them. Like you don't need the extra training to then make money. You need to invest in what's actually going to make you money, a business coach, the Yoga Boss Group program, (laughs) or whatever business coach you want to work with. That is what will make you money. And so when I shifted my client concept from they're, they can't pay, they can't afford it to thinking about actually they totally can afford it and they want to invest, that is when I have people coming to my sales conversations being like, I'm already oh, 100% in, just where can I pay? And, and for sure, they make tons of money back on their investment. So it's not even like a matter of can they afford it right now, it's more a matter of like, are they willing to put their money down and then make that money back. So these are two little shifts that I had to have in my own client concept for my business coaching to kind of explode so that I could really see my clients in their highest self. So this is where you want to take this idea. Once you know what your client concept has been, And once you can see how that isn't serving you, or maybe where it's leading you to talk to the wrong people, or maybe where it's leading you to shy away from selling, that awareness is key. And the awareness itself is enough for your brain to kind of pivot. Once you have the awareness, you want to focus on creating a client concept that serves your business and your clients. What we do as yoga teachers is we hold space for people to heal. We hold space for people to grow stronger. We hold space for people to tap into their most powerful selves. Essentially, if you just boil it down as a yoga teacher, we hold space for people to meet their highest self. Now, this is incredibly important. Your students can't meet their highest self if you can't see their highest self, if you're not holding a client concept that reflects that. So you want to create a client concept that, of course, you're seeing all of their possibility, all of their capabilities, all of their talents, all of their amazingness, all of their humanness, all of their weaknesses, too, and loving it all really being the place where they can just come with all of their stuff and you're like, I love you no matter what. I love you. That client concept is going to be so different. So let's think about it back to the dating example. Let's say that you decide to change your concept of men and you start to believe that like, you know, 
men, they are totally lovable. Not only are they lovable, but they're sexy. And I want to be around them. And you know what? I know men aren't perfect. That's totally okay. They're human. I'm going to love them anyway. And then you change your concept of dating apps. And you're like, dating apps are so fun. It's literally like such, saves me so much time. I meet so many interesting people. I love going on dates. I love to have fun on the app. I love the dates that I go on. My, my most important goal on the date is to have fun and not nitpick the guy. <laughs> when you go on a date like that, with your mind focused on how lovable and amazing humans are, when it's men or women, doesn't matter, how lovable and amazing humans are and how much fun it is, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have an amazing experience dating. I did this. I tested it. It's how I actually had my boyfriend right before my husband, met him on the dating app. My sole goal on our first date was to have an amazing time, have so much fun. And we did. It was so fun. So not only is this podcast (laughs) for your business, this is also for your dating life if you're looking for somebody. (laughs) When you change your concept, the way that you show up changes. So when my sole goal was to have fun on this date with a guy I met from a dating app and to figure out why he was lovable and amazing, I let myself had more fun. We like, this was before COVID. This was a while ago. We rode bird scooters. We went and got ramen, which is one of my favorite meals. We went and got wine after we played games at the wine place. Like anything that was going to be fun. I was like, yes, let's do it on this date. I showed up in such a different way. If I showed up being like, oh, I don't really think he's it. He kind of sucks. I would have been like, no, I don't want to get that glass of wine after. No, I don't want to ride bird scooters. No, I don't want to play the game. I would have showed up different. So it, it changes what you do, how you do it, what you say, what you don't say. That's why your concept matters. So once you can identify what you want your client concept to be, then the way that you write your posts, the way that you sell, the way that you market your business will drastically, that's not a word, drastically change. So let's think about like, what is a client concept that's going to serve your students? What does it look like? Or what does it feel like? to see them as their highest self all of the time, to see their capability, to see their possibility, to see their strengths, to see their like humanness and love it, and then hold that all of the time. What does it look like to start to believe that there are people out there who want to pay you, who are literally looking for your exact offer for you as their teacher, and they are ready to pay you. When you focus on those people and you talk to those people, that's when it starts to be fun. What does it look like? One of the client concepts that I always hold is that my I really believe that anybody has the talent and the capability to make as much money as they want to make. I Every single person on this planet is so talented and can be just a divine moneymaker if they want to. And so I always hold that as like when I meet someone, <laughs> that's the concept. That's what I see in them. Like you, I see their value. I see how much 
possibility and power is in front of them if they want it, if they want that option. And they don't have to have it, that's fine. But that's the client concept I always hold. So when my clients come to me and they're like, oh, I've had a bad week in business, I'm not like, oh shit, they're not gonna make money. Oh no. I'm like, okay, a bad week in business, no big deal. Of course they can turn it around. Of course they know what to do. Of course they're smart. Of course they're gonna make money. This is no big deal. And then, because I hold that space for them, that's how I coach them. That's how I talk to them. I'm never going to tell them like, oh man, you know what? Guess it's time to give up. (laughs) So I want you to think about where are you maybe dropping your client concept, not holding your clients in in the highest regard as their highest self, and then that's showing up in your business. The way that I saw this in yoga teaching, gosh, I saw it all over the place, but let's use a few examples. I taught a really powerful asana class. I was really connected to like the strength of the asana and not that you have to be, but I knew that was the way that I taught. Like that was my little brand. And what I saw in my classes, of course, people would drop to child's pose and rest or walk out and get water and take a moment or lay in Shavasana for the second half of class. Like I saw that happening. I held space for that. I made that totally okay. But I never had the thought, oh God, maybe they're just not strong enough to do this. Maybe they can't take my class. It doesn't serve them. If I see, if I would see in the class that like they literally needed to build the physical strength, then I would teach them how to do that. But I never saw them as weak, right? I never saw them as like not being able to do the asana. I saw the path to their strongest self. And so I held that strongest self always and I taught them how to get there. That is what happened in my classes. Now, the other place that I really saw this was in leading teacher trainings, because the first time that you teach, there are some people that come out of the gates, especially if you've been a school teacher before, you come out of the gates and you're like a rock star yoga teacher because you already know how to talk in front of a group of people. But there are some people who come into teacher training who don't have that experience. They've sat in front of a computer for their whole career. And so when they show up to teach for the first time, maybe their voice is a bit more timid or they just haven't stepped into their power yet. They don't know how to hold the seat of the teacher. Now, the first time that they teach, I'm like, I I never, ever in a teacher training would be like, oh gosh, they just don't have it in them. They're just not going to be a good teacher. No way. I have seen people time and time again in teacher training go from like timid and shy and not even able to get the words out to being incredible teachers and finding their voice and stepping into their style and making it work for them. The only reason is because we had the concept of like, you're going to be an incredible teacher. We're going to hold that vision of you all of the time and help you get there. And it never was like, I just don't think they have it. They're not going to make it. That would be lowering the client concept. So those are two examples of how I saw this in the yoga world. Here are some questions I want you to ask yourself about your current client concept and what you want it to be. What does holding your client as their highest self mean for your business? What does 
it feel like to believe that of course your clients are capable of getting their results no matter what, no matter how long it takes, no matter how many obstacles they run into, no matter how their week has gone. And what would you have to think on purpose about your clients, current and future, to hold their highest self all of the time? What actions would change if you were always speaking to their highest self? What would you stop doing? Maybe what would you start doing? Get really clear, get really intentional, intentional, (laughs) get really intentional about the way that you think about your clients. It will show up in your marketing, your selling, your offer, all of it. It does not serve anyone for you to belittle your clients. It doesn't serve them for you to keep them small. It doesn't serve them for you to get into their wallet and start to decide where they can spend money and how they can spend money. It doesn't serve them. You want to make sure that you're always showing up in service for them. Now, the opposite of that is true. It doesn't serve you to put your clients up on a pedestal and use your clients as a way to criticize yourself. It doesn't work for anybody for you to believe that they are less than or greater than. We are all equal. Your highest self and their highest self, we just want those two people to meet. That's it. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. That is client concept. I hope it is helpful. Always, always, who you think about in your business and how you think about them matters. Make sure you're doing that on purpose. It also matters in dating. Have fun dating. Talk to you in the next episode.